Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside the gym. fittest podcast in Oakland, we're talking about how do you test the generalist? We're all generalists in the gym. You know, there might be things we specifically like, but we train for just about everything. So what does that mean? And how do we do that? So we're going to tell you how to be good at everything and be bad at nothing so that you can be better in all aspects of your life. Sit back, listen up, and enjoy. Testing, testing, one, two, three. <laughs> testing, testing. Hey, we're not prepared today, so full disclosure. That's not true. We're well, prepared. We have we, not whiteboarded, we, but we're, we're ready to go. We have three whiteboards in front of All us right, for the first notes. time. We have notes. <laughs> the problem is we are trying to take a semester-long course and jam it into 30 minutes or less. We can do that. We can do that. <laughs> we can, but that's the problem. Is that <laughs> Cliff notes. <laughs> Cliff notes. I'm trying, I'm trying to cram for the final, as all of our college and high school students are doing right now. Um, we're trying to cram for the final in 30 minutes or less, and I... <laughs> I love that. That was that metaphor. It's that's, perfect. That's what we're trying to do today. Because what are we talking about? Testing, but we're not testing. Testing... But testing, but yeah. Well, we're really talking about how do we make you, the goal that I always tell new clients is like my vision for most clients when they walk in the gym, if they don't have a specific, very, very specific goal is I want to make you a better, fitter version of yourself 10 years from now. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll say it a different way. <laughs> yeah, sure. How to make you a better, a, a, a awesome generalist. Exactly. How to make you a great, they call it GPP and your, yeah. you know, your old line of work, yeah. right? Generally prepared and perform and yeah. I don't know what the P's are, but <laughs> yeah, we're trying to make you generally greater and, yeah. uh, and, and it's tricky to test for that. So we have, we're in a currently in a more formal testing cycle right now, mm -hmm. but we want to talk about, we already talked about that, but we want to talk about kind of some other maybe tests that we look at, you might not look at, or you might want to look at inside the gym and outside the gym. And it goes back to an old, a client asking a question very like, um, innocently, but very complexly yes. like of, well, wait, how much do I need to be able to press? How much do I need to be able to squat? How much, you know, like in all of that, like in, in yeah. quantifying that, that this person is a data and numbers person. What should I be pressing? Yes, It's exactly. always that should, which is <laughs> tricky, but yeah. And, and it, it depends. Ben's favorite answer <laughs> my, ever. My only answer. <laughs> it, it's that or see all the above, do it all. Um, and if we go with another client uh, question recently was, are we going to test our cardio? Because mm -hmm. we have been testing our strength balance. And yeah, like we want to answer that. Yes. The answer for both of those is 
It depends. No. Yes, we are going to be testing. Uh, we test this stuff all the time. So we're going to go through some kind of examples yeah. of some other tests outside the strength balance. Well, and it's where like, you, you remember when we did the score versus data podcast? That's a good one. Exactly. Go back and listen to that um, one. <laughs> that, well, so that's where like, if you're constantly recording data points, you're actually testing. Yeah. Now the hard part is, and this is what that whole podcast went down is if that becomes toxic to you, don't do it. Or on the other, the positive yeah. side, what do you do with that data that could be helpful? Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's how do we spin the data in a, this is beneficial way instead of a, this is judgmental way. Yes. Or a, not judgmental, um, catastrophic way. Like if I, if I looked at my opening mile time today, I'd be like, oh my God, I've lost all my running capacity. <laughs> ben did next week's one of next week's workouts today. Yeah. All by himself. But, really sad. but if I also look at my mile running in the last year, I'd go, nope, that's great. <laughs> Cause yeah. I don't think I've ran a nonstop mile in a while. That and that goes back to that. I mean, balance, right. Yeah. That, um, and that's kind of what we want to talk about. Um, back to your, your client that asked that question mm -hmm. and kind of what made you think about this, po this podcast idea is, um, before we did strength balance testing, we had some other testing points that we still actually think about and, and sh in, in our, in, in our programming. But, um, if you're interested, there's a big list of them right above the kettlebell rack. Mm -hmm. Um, and so these are some other data points that would be, might be helpful, especially when we're talking about balance. Um, so something like your, your one rep max back squat versus your 400 meter sprint, like mm -hmm. those kind of balances, your press weight versus your pull-ups. And we're probably going to go into that a little in the strength balance testing. So there's some overlapping here, but, and then what we said to the, are we testing our cardio? Remember the answer to that? Yes. We've been putting those benchmarks in. So we've been secretly testing you behind your the secret camera on you. No. Um, so, you know, we did Barbara. We, we did, did Helen. Helen. We have Jerry coming. Jerry. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what else. else is there was another one in there. Um, we've, we're constantly, especially since Murph is coming up, we've been doing some Cindy-ish things. Murph is always a things. test. <laughs> Murph is coming up. That's an, another benchmark that, um, there was that can test you. There was another one in there. Oh, was it? I can't remember. No. I can't. Remember. Well, we did. Um, there's one coming tomorrow. That's a not a not a very famous benchmark, but the Adderall, Adderall yeah. which is can you run and then cycle a barbell? You know. Um, yeah, that's a benchmark. That, yeah. that is a benchmark, and, and so, so these are other ways, and the, all these benchmarks are different. You know, they're they're testing a little bit different forms of your conditioning. So so yeah, and again, if you like this stuff and you like this data record these. And if you want to know kind of where you stand, let us know, or we can help you interpret that. Um, mm -hmm. or you can always Google it too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yes. All right. Where do you want to take this first? Well, I mean, I, I think the, the old testing we used to do, we had these three tiers and it was just a way, this is where I kind of, you got to be careful with this stuff, right? So um, if you're in tier one, it doesn't make you a bad person. What it does is tell you where the holes in your boat are, just like the strength balance. So if you have a quarter body weight 
strict press as a woman, that would put you in a, as a beginner. I would say we would put you as a beginner. If you have a half body weight press, you'd be more intermediate. If you have or if a three quarter body weight press, this is all as a woman because I'm a woman, <laughs> um, you'd be considered more advanced. Um, it's a little bit higher for men, but these are the kind of data points that you can kind of find where your press is. And then maybe you'd say, Hey, I've been doing this CrossFit thing for five years. And I would really like to work on my press because it's only at a quarter and I'd love to inch it closer to that half. It might be something you want to focus on. And I love Robin's use of the words beginner, intermediate, advanced. But remember, it's all in regards to just the press. Mm-hmm. Like that, that you, you're, you might not be advanced in other areas. And, and I think that's, that's where we differ when we think of CrossFit training and we think of longevity training and those types of things, we're not specialists in any one thing. We might especially like one, one or two things. We might, um, focus on one or two things at a time, but in general, we're trying to be better, not just in one thing. Because then we would just, I'd, my programming would be very easy. <laughs> well, well, back to this this um, this document I'm holding here, these, yeah. these old tests, I will tell you, I'll just throw myself under the bus. I loved testing my squat and even my press and because I was always in that upper, you know, me, moderate to advanced. And then then we'd hit Helen, which is the 400 meter run, uh, 21 kettlebell swings, 12 pull-ups, and it would be just so demoralizing because now I'm back to beginner. Right. I can barely do it RX and it's under the over the time limit. And and it was like pretty clear where the hole in my boat was. Um, so it, it just gives you and, and that you could just take that data and be like, oh, well, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I ever do Helen under this certain time. But maybe you're like, you know what, let's hold off on trying to get a bigger back squat because you're you're already at the top level for back squat. And maybe you want to work on your capacity a little more in that mid range so that next time we test your Helen will go up and maybe hold steady at the at the back squat. It's all about trade-offs. No one's going, I don't know anyone, unless you're a competitive CrossFitter, that is advanced in every section of this test. Like you some there's gonna be a hole in something, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you add this the current snatch balance testing, there's gonna be a hole somewhere, right? And that's that's fine. It's fine data. And maybe it's fine for you, but it just gives so, you that overview. Why are sorry, you laughing? You said snatch balance testing. And I'm like, snatch balance. I'm I like, did. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, that's the one test we haven't done. Ooh, but, ooh, we should do that. That's a really good one. No. Come, coming in July. Testing. <laughs> Jeez. That uh, snatch on the that, brain. I love, I love snatch balances, but that's that. Uh, well, there's, I think, cause I was looking at it. On, yeah. yeah. On you're you're um, fine. You're fine. It's a great movement. We should all do it. Do you have a body weight snatch, Ben? Um, that's the advanced actually, version for men. I actually did for a long time. I that, don't know. A, I haven't. I haven't done a serious snatch cycle in a long time. Um, but I'm probably close, actually. Still. How about a 105 400 meter sprint? Um, probably close, wow. actually, too. Now, now, but go to the. See, this is the problem. You're all. All of those are in under under five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about uh, twenty one rounds of Cindy? No, no, I don't. I don't think I have that. I might. I probably could get maybe over fifteen. Um, 
someone would have to keep me honest on the push-up form. So, Cindy, for all of you listeners, is a 20-minute AMRAP, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats for 20 minutes. Oh, so long. Yeah. So long. Um, my Helen is not at 930. Uh, uh, it's yeah. under 12, but it's not at 930. Yeah. Um, Grace is probably still under 230. Yeah, the Grace is mine, too. I love yeah. that, Grace. But this, again, shows my biases. Well, uh, that's another thing. If you don't know what your bias is, this, these tests are great. These benchmarks are designed to show you. Well, and then here's the other thing that I want people to remember is bang for your buck. Um, when we were beginners, all of us, I, I remember me back in high school, it didn't matter what I did. If, if I just came and showed up every single day, I was going to put more weight on the bar. Every single day. It didn't matter because it was just reps at that point. Now there's certain plateaus and peaks for me where for me to go, the best example would be to get back to some of my strength numbers. So like a 450 um, back squat, a 600 pound deadlift, it would be such a sacrifice in time and strength that something else would have to give in a bunch of different ways. Um, me to get back under a 930 Helen, that would be a big sacrifice in training and capacity to focus on that. Um, I, I think about, let's see, um, there's a lot of little things like that, like getting back to high volume handstand pushups and strict handstand pushups. That would be a lot of extra dedicated work for me that I don't necessarily know if I would prioritize that time. And so that's where like for a lot of these skills, if I focused on other areas, like for me, um, if I focused on longer conditioning stuff in general, I probably would be more fit because there's more room for me to develop and grow. Whereas like if I just focused on taking my grace from 150 to 140, my overall health would not benefit as much. Right. Agreed. And that, yeah. and that's what um, I want to help people understand is like, there's bang for your buck in both directions. Like, yes, getting a stronger squat is important. But once you hit a certain point, the return on investment isn't as important as getting a pistol on each leg. I agree. I mean, <laughs> uh, or just like the step ups and lunges that we do that everyone groans about. But think about all of you that love hiking and want to do these big, long, you know, treks in the wilderness or whatever, that's lunging, right? That's lunging. So. Well, that's where. And stamina and breathing. And well, remember when we used to do nutrition challenges and pull up was the test. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting a better pull up. And it's like you said about getting conditioned. You're going to have to dial in a lot of other stuff besides what you do in the gym. And so that's bang for your buck too. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's where like whenever someone talks to me about pull-ups and they go, well, I just need to be lighter. And I look at them and they weigh a hundred pounds less than me and I can do 10 strict pull-ups. I go, so I shouldn't be able to do pull-ups at all. <laughs> I mean, it depends, you yeah. know, it depends. It, yeah. it could, it couldn't hurt. 
It couldn't and hurt. Some people, it depends what, you know, what kind of weight are you holding on to? Is it working for you or against you? Exactly. So yeah, being strong for your size is a, is a huge goal. And, and some of these benchmarks will help you test that. And that, and that's the big, biggest key when you start to compare some of these general things mm -hmm. like the, I always go back to the example I used to hear about a certain person who weighed over 300 pounds would put 90 pounds on them and do 10 strict pull-ups four sets. Yeah. I'm like, mm, well, I don't think any of us weigh 400 pounds. No. So, so maybe we could all get stronger in that method. Yeah. Not to say that losing the 10 pounds that is a little squishy around my midsection wouldn't also help it. Yes. But it might be easier and more fun for me to focus on bicep curls, bent over rows, negative pull-ups and things like that. Then holy crap, I need to track how many carbohydrates I ate in the day. And like that, not to say that I'm, I'm going to out train a bad diet, but I might get better doing more of the fun strength stuff that I like. Heck yeah. And that's, that's always what I try and help people with is let's find what you like and go after that when we do this type of stuff. I just saw this. It was a very odd um, Instagram reel. There's a fitness guy and he, and he was holding this prop. It was supposed to be a big pound of fat. Have you <laughs> yeah. seen this guy? Oh, I've seen all these things. Yeah. Uh, but what he, what he kept saying was you have to love the process or you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So if in terms of any of these things, and that's what you're saying, like you can say, I want to lose this weight or get this pull up or whatever. But if you don't really love the work, you're probably not going to do it for very long. And you're just not going to be motivated. So force yourself to love it, like, or find the thing, the pieces that you do love. Uh, so, yeah, I like that. And if you don't love, you don't have to love it day in and day out either. I want to make that clear. Like I didn't love the workout I did today. <laughs> I didn't, oh. but, but I know that that's part of the balance in what I do. Um, and I have to do things I don't love. Just the same way I have to do the dishes when I make a good meal. Like, I, I wish I didn't have to. I wish the dishes just magically got done. But they don't. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's sometimes what we have to remember is like, you got to take the deadlifts with the burpees. Well, it's like use it or lose it too. Exactly. Right? The, the less you run, if, it, if you're talking about today's yeah. workout, the more you're going to hate it when you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, let's, let's talk about some tests that maybe aren't written on signs up in our, in our gym. <laughs> Before we go into that, I actually want to talk those tests. Oh, like, I'm sorry. Like, like, let's actually go through like, cause some people are like, well, Ben, I don't care what I step up. Okay, cool. Let's talk about back squats. Okay. And Robin talked like in comparison to press. If I'm thinking in comparison to my back squat, I want to look at my body weight. Right. So first thing I want to do is can I body weight squat? Okay. So I, I put on my back some, whatever I think I weigh and can I squat it? And can I squat it for reps? In my head, once you get to that point, you're good enough. You probably don't need to focus on back squats anymore. Now I know in a lot of people's heads and a lot of people who love back squats, that's not enough for them. And I'm okay with that. I do like strength and being strong. So the next two levels to that, if you're looking for goals, is body weight and a half and then two times body weight. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're I'm looking at. Sure. I'm just not sure where you're going. Just Yo, keep going. I'm giving people like I other think... other goals to achieve, and this goes back to that original conversation with the client, where he's like, "What is a good number I should press? What is yeah, a good so number can, I should squat?" You can find all these up on the that sign up above the kettlebell if you want to look at the numbers versus your body weight. Exactly. Yeah. And the same deadlift's going to be. Sh- skewed a little bit higher. It'd be like one and a half, two and two and a half mm-hmm. press is going to be skewed a little bit lower where it might be half three quarter body weight. Um, in that, and then we got to look at the gymnastics comparison to that. So maybe I get all of those strength numbers there. And of course you can go into clean and snatch and all that too. But what if I can't do a handstand push up? Then we got to look at, okay, First, can I do a strict handstand push-up? Then can I do a handstand push-up for reps? Then can I do a handstand push-up for reps and time? Like, not just like, I can do 20 handstand push-ups if you give me an hour. Oh no, I can do 20 handstand push-ups, strict handstand push-ups in two minutes and that type of situation. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes with pull-ups. Same thing goes with pistols Mm -hmm. or lunges. Um, And this is what's cool is you'll see this reverse on people all the time. Where someone has a bunch of strict handstand pushups, but they can't press their body weight. And they may be a little smaller. That's okay. But that's what's cool about some of these tests of like looking at um, being more generally strong and healthy versus specifically strong and healthy. Mm-hmm. So, and then the same thing goes for that age old row run bike. I, I had a conversation with a client yesterday. They're like, the bike is just my nemesis and I have no, I have stamina, but I just don't have bike stamina. And it's one of those where I go, well, if you're running enough and you're rowing enough and you're good at both of those, it might tell you something about your mindset towards the bike or the discomfort you don't like to enjoy on the bike. So it might be time to get a little more, comfortable being uncomfortable on the bike. Yeah. If you want that true general's uh, balance, you know, the thing with the row and rower and the bike and in all of these things is, you know, body type does play a part in it too. So there might be a reason you hate rowing because, Mm -hmm. and wall balls is a great example. And, you know, so it's okay to have your nemeses. And, um, but like Ben said, the more time you spend doing the things you hate, the, the, more comfortable you're going to get doing it. So at least you won't get in your head as much about it. I highly recommend that. When we first got the bike, I got to tell you, I really had some trauma around it for sure. Um, I think we were so excited to have those assault bikes that we kept programming that three minute test. And that is just not a good introduction to the assault bike. It is just horrific. Um, So I had to force myself on my rest days to do bike bike only workouts mm-hmm. put you in that put yourself it's what do they call it in therapy emergent therapy little emergent therapy guys so yeah i think what you're saying the same thing like instead of avoiding it you might want to throw it in your programming and you don't have to make it hyper uncomfortable no find your rpms that's the the secret with the bike is i think everybody should have three rpms Low, moderate, excessive. Yes. And then then hang in there, depending on how you feel and the the intended stimulus of the workout. And it's the same thing when you go running. It's the same thing when you go rowing. Yep. Like, this is my problem is everybody looks up. Well, I just can't run that far. 
And I go, well, what if we just moved for eight minutes and you tried to run like I that? I think we've been really good about spreading the word. Like it's a 400 meter run on the board. That means you're 400 meters. Exactly. And in, in running at, I wish I could actually write the words that I think in my head when it comes to this stuff. Like it's running at an intensity that level raises your heart rate above 130 and you can't hold that pace for more than a minute and a half. Yeah, that's yeah. And you you say it sometimes you'll be like, hey, this is a mile pace. Like you're going to go run a mile. You're going to I say it all the time. You're going to go run around Lake Merritt. Exactly. It needs to be something sustainable. Exactly. Or this is this is all out. We don't we want you coming in here and we don't want you to want to pick anything up. That's how hard we want you to run. And that might mean your run is run for a minute, walk for a minute, run exactly. for a minute, walk for a minute. Yeah. I remember when I trained a group of churchgoers on a 5K. And our first week was we are going to all walk together for 30 minutes. Yeah. Because that's generally speaking, 30 to 40 minutes, a beginner 5K time. And so I was like, well, if we can't walk for 30 minutes, we're never going to be able to run for 30 minutes. Yeah. So, and we built from there and it was, <laughs> it was non-impressive, but guess what? There were minimal injuries and we took our time and everybody in that group finished a 5k. I think the message is don't avoid this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So anything else? No. Okay, cool. So, and we can go over these again, specifically, but go check, check out the little list. Um, we have the strength balance. Obviously you guys know what those are. And then we, now we have these and then we have some tests. I know Ben has some specifically that he wants to talk about that are like just the the activities of daily living is what they call it in the biz ADLs. Right. Mm -hmm. And what do you call them? Old man tests. (laughs) (laughs) And, and shout out to, um, Kelly Starrett and Juliet Starrett, they just they just put out a book and it's like all the rage right now. Mm-hmm. These kind of functional tests, for want of a better word, um, that all humans should be able to do. Yeah. And do you want to talk about some specific ones? Yeah. So let's let's go. First test is um, this one's from Mr. Chris Hinshaw. Okay. Um, he he calls it the old man test. Okay. Um, and it's literally simple. It's an old man balance test. And the only reason he calls an old man test is because in his mind, he is an old man. He is an old man. Right. (laughs) I think he's almost 60. Is he? I don't know. Anyway, he refers to himself as an old man. So it's a test built for him that he shares with everybody. We are calling nobody an old man. (laughs) No. Full disclaimer. (laughs) But that's that's what I'm trying to disclaim. (laughs) And, And you could call it an old woman test. You could call it my Keep me young test, whatever you want to call it. Functional, functional, ADL. Go ahead. What is it? Yeah. So the test is simple. You start barefoot. Mm -hmm. You have your socks and your shoes laid out and you can have them untied or tied depending upon your level of difficulty. (laughs) Um, You could, you could talk about the socks that you're wearing too. Um, And basically what you have to do is you lift one foot off the ground and without returning that foot to the ground, and preferably without balancing on, it on any other of your body parts, or I should also say anything else in the room. So basically one foot remains off the ground the entire time. You are able to pick up your sock, place it on your foot, pick up your shoe, place it on your foot and tie said shoe before returning it to the ground. Yeah. Once that shoe is 
tied and returned to the ground, you do the other side. Yeah. And so what this tests is actually your ability to balance on one leg for a longer duration and do something with your upper body in a motor pattern. Yeah. So basically, can you walk and chew gum? And this was on a TikTok. Yeah. So, yeah. So you guys are probably really familiar with it. Yeah. But yes. Cool. Um, I like it. And it's, it's a very, test. it's a very simple test. You can kind of play around with it. Um, the next test is, can you get out of sitting on the floor cross-legged without putting your hands on the ground? Yeah. So all the way up to standing. And some people will say you actually have to start standing, go down to cross-legged on the floor and come back up out of cross-legged. On yeah. The that's floor. a really good one. So I love that one. Um, Kelly, this one goes back to Kelly and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Their, their first YouTube video ever. Yes. The 10 minute, 10 minute squat. squat. That was the, yeah, the OG mobility wad. Yeah. yeah. And what, I remember that. And what's funny is if you actually listen to Kelly talk about this, he does not want you to be in a perfect squat. It's actually like very funny. Like I, I, I'm listening to the book right now. It was actually this morning and he's like, yeah, I want your back rounded and unrounded and like moving yeah. around. And he talked about how that opens up the discs in your back yeah, and like gives them a little, uh, squirt of oil or motion is lotion. Fluid. Yes. <laughs> yes. Motion is lotion. Thank you, Kelly, for that. Because I use that almost every day in my general speech pattern. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so basically it's real simple. Can you sit in the bottom of a squat for 10 minutes Yeah, and, and hang out? Um, and especially if you're planning to travel overseas to a certain region of this world, you might want to be proficient at that. <laughs> um, if you want to, um, in, in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Jungle potty. Oh, well, I was, that was going to go a little more Ladies, professional, but am I right? Jungle potty. Yes. <laughs> Jungle potty. Um, yes. This is functional fitness. Yes. Next. You have any other ones? I do have one more. Okay. Um, can you hang on a pull-up bar for more than two minutes? Ah, it's the worst. It is the worst. <laughs> um, but this one comes from Peter Atia. We needed an upper body one. And it's actually one of the biggest, um, I'm not sure how they've defined it yet, but Correlates, I think, is the way they're looking at it right now. Basically, if you can hang for longer than two minutes, your rate of all-cause mortality drops 90% or something absurd. And a minute is like 60%. Yeah, that's that that grip, that grip test that um is a sign of virility. Right? Yep. Yeah. It's it's grip and then shoulder mobility. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you have that prerequisite strength in comparison to your body. If you are to fall one, you might catch yourself mm-hmm. Two, you're able to get back up and not die on the floor. Yeah. I'm sorry for being kind of like morbid, but you get my point. It's the, I've fallen and I can't get up. Remember it, the buzzer thing? They weren't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying anybody's there, but for people who want to look at living longer, healthier lives, you might want to start hanging more. Yeah. Or you have, parents that are, or grandparents that are getting up there and you want to help them stay strong. <laughs> My mother, God rest her. Um, I remember like, how do I get, but how do I make it easier to get out of bed in the morning? Like, I'm like, mom, that's a sit up and a squat. Like, it's not that hard yeah. Just sit up, stand, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. That's actually the way I'm jumping back to Kelly. That's actually the way they say to train for 
the um, 10 minute squat test. Start with sit up, sit to a chair, sit to a bed, stand up. Yeah. And it's like 10 repetitions or something, something very like all of us would go, really? Well, the point is that everybody can do this stuff. Exactly. And everybody, no matter how old or how, you know, and if you're getting on there and you do CrossFit, you probably feel really sore when you wake up in the morning. So these are great things to do to kind of warm up, challenge yourself. This is your, your, this is your active life people. Oh yeah. They wrote, uh, they posted this the other day. It's really, I just love it. It says, if you want to feel young, you have to move the way the elderly do not mm-hmm. sprint, jump, skip, roll and throw. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. Yeah. So those are the kind of tests we're talking about that, like not sit down and fill in the bubble tests, but can you do these movements? It's like you, we always talk about people don't want to do box jumps and they're like, can I have something besides box jumps? And we're like, just jump on a plate, just jump over a line. Like if you stop jumping, you will never jump again. And that's really not what we're looking for. And if maybe you don't ever care about, maybe you care more about back squatting, cleaning, snatching, whatever. And the day has box squats in it. I would argue, Hey, you better be good at box squatting. If you want to be good at all those things, because if you're good at box squatting, that's your legs being able to create force off the ground. And then you be able to absorb and control force, AKA your body weight. Yeah. So if you think about a clean, that's a clean. If you think about a snatch, that's a snatch. If you think about a back squat, that's a back squat. Yeah. And a box squat or a box jump, box jump is just a little more dynamic. So it's just a different way of training the exact same motor pattern. And it's totally scalable. Exactly. So if you're going to tell me you want to do one side of this and you don't want to do the other side of it, I'm going to look at you funny. I I will. And I I try not to, but I, I know it's out of usually out of preference and I get it. We all have our preferences or you just feel crappy that day. Exactly. We get it. We get it. But, um, uh, but th- these are the reasons if we do push you, it's not cause we're like, because we told you because it's written on the whiteboard, these are not the reasons. It's more like we want you guys to live long, healthy, happy, quality lives. It's life's lives, lives. And if like the best example of this too, is I had a client, he came to me and he said, this is the goal. And I went, okay, cool. All right. Let's morph what we're doing in here to, to help that. And let's create a goal around that. Um, and using what we do in the gym to help that goal. So if you start to get to, I want to be ready for event X, come to us. Cause then I can start to morph the general program for the individual. Yes. And we say this in every podcast and it's because it's important, but, but, the, the whole point of the podcast today is to test generalists, right? And to get, find out. So if you don't know what you should be working on, or if you don't know what's going to make your life better when you're 80, that's where these kind of data points will help at least hone that. And, and yeah, you should be proficient in all the stuff. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it. Right. I got one last one and this is a pivot turn. I don't even know how to, categorize it. Okay. You don't have to. There is a debate right now on the internet okay. of what is more impressive, a 400 pound squat for a gentleman. And I'd argue maybe a 300, 350 for a lady and an un versus an unbroken Karen. Karen is 150 mm-hmm. wall balls for time. If you don't know. Exactly. 
So, and I can actually debate and defend both sides of this. Does it weird, matter? Weird, well, yeah. It, <laughs> or both? I think both would be great. I th- well, here's the thing. I would say there's levels to it. If you have a 400 pound back squat, but you can't do 30 wall balls without taking a break, that's a bad sign. If you can do a hundred wall balls without taking a break, but you don't have body weight, body weight back squat, we might have a problem. Yeah. It's It's, again, it's those holes in the boat and it's just, it's not that hard to identify them. Um, And also again, just skew positive because that's what I do. How about like celebrating the things you're good at? And these tests will do that. They'll show you, oh, like 500 meter row, when I really put my mind to it, it's pretty good, pretty exactly. good time. And that's good to know too. Exactly. And that's where like, I love that debate of, hey, what is the, which one's more impressive here? And I'm like, to be honest, it might be what you value. If you value just pure strength, the 400 pound back squats can be more impressive. Heck yeah. Or if you're competing at powerlifting. Exactly. But if you value capacity and that, the unbroken Karen is going to be more impressive in cycle time in comparison. So that's kind of the importance I want to help with here a little bit. And also the help of understanding of like what you might want to look at or value when you're in the gym. Like not just valuing what's on the barbell, valuing, oh yeah, I got to be able to do strict pull-ups because that's going to help me deadlift more. So even if my goal is to be better at deadlifting, I better get better at strict pull-ups because then I'm going to grip the bar better. My lats are going to stay on stronger and I'm definitely going to be able to hold position stronger in my deadlift when I go. But if you don't know any of that stuff, just keep showing up, mm-hmm. do the tests as they're written on the board. If they're, if it is formal testing or a benchmark, just do it because the data is, is going to give you information. And, and again, it might be something you're going to be really ha- happy about. Right. So yeah. And, and if you don't care about any of this stuff, then don't worry about it. But I, I bet everybody's going to care about something. Like, I wish I could be more like Michael is the one I always hear. <laughs> or, oh, I just wish I had a pull-up. That's the one I hear the most. And then it goes away because it's like, oh, that, that's going to be a lot of hard work. But, you know, that's okay. That's okay. That is okay. And, and, and remember, there might be another way to get to what you want, if that makes sense. Like, you don't have to just do pull-ups to get better at pull-ups yes. and go back and listen to our podcast. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a rabbit hole we went down before. And if you want, and, and also our goal setting one, but yeah. this is on testing the generals. So think about those, those, especially the ones Ben's talked about the, the fun, um, old, old, I don't know, old people tests, functional yeah. tests, maybe try a couple of them. And then if you have questions about the testing that is up on above the kettlebells or even the strength balance testing, please keep asking us. Cause we love talking about this stuff. Yeah. And, and you don't have to always, always look for the holes. Like you can look at where you're good too. Well, we just said that. Yeah. 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 Um, and same, uh, like for instance, your one-on-one check-ins with your coach, which I'm going to continue to plug. This is a great thing. If you don't know, like I have no idea what to do. Do a test. Do a couple of these tests. It's they're fun, and do one that you're really excited about, and one that you're dreading. Like do them both, the love hate thing, and then you you know you'll have some data point data points. 
Exactly. Which will make the gym more fun for you. It does. It does. <laughs> it gives you some, yeah, just some more depth to it. Um, yeah, I love it. But and continue to watch the programming because we'll we'll continue to throw this stuff up there. You'll see it. You'll see benchmarks. You'll see all these. Yeah. Exactly. We might not call them tests, but we're constantly giving you opportunities to collect data. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Thank you all. Later. Bye.